Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Welcome to Surveyor Says. This is your host, Kurt Sumner, today. Thank you for joining us. The new Alta NSPS standards have now been in effect about four months, I suppose, somewhere in that area. And so I thought it would be a good idea to visit with our resident expert, Mr. Gary Kent, and he will probably tell us that not one question has been asked at this point in time. But then again, we know that's not true because the questions always begin even before the, they're actually uh, official. Correct, Gary? Yes, they do. Uh, I, I normally give my first program on new standards uh, probably in about October, you know, like five months ahead of time, right after they're adopted. And uh, yeah, the questions start right away. And my list of, of new suggestions for what will now be uh, presumably 2026, I already have, uh, I'm looking at it right now, two and a half pages of suggestions for next wow. time around. It's it's so, very interesting to me as we've gone through this through the years, and probably you and I as much as anybody, and at least from the NSPS side, and, and you know Paul Byrne and some of our other folks have been involved too. But but we've been around it a really long time, and it always I don't know why it is, but it's a little bit surprising to me when we begin to get questions instantaneously, and they never stop through the entire period of time where that one is that particular version is in force um, yeah it, it it's kind of uh it, it is kind of uncanny that uh um you know I, I mean we get a lot of questions early on but but you're absolutely right i mean I, I don't think we get any more questions today than we will in three years from now and uh it it's it's interesting i'm i'm always happy to have questions although as you know, Kurt, sometimes we're seeing a question and, and, and you know, my initial thought is, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you know, if, I you don't think about it, it. if you think about it from the from the other perspective, though, if I'm if I'm practicing and maybe I don't maybe I don't get hired to do an ALT NSPS survey for some period of time between when they go into effect and the next time that we look at them. so. It does make sense in, in a way that you get those questions because oftentimes they'll come from people like I was saying, maybe maybe I just didn't have any of those jobs at that particular point in time. But I think we also get them from people who do them routinely. I mean, there are companies that pretty much focus on. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very true. A, a lot of times I will get questions and you do, too. You know, I haven't done many of these. And so I have this question and uh and you know it's it's perfectly fine. And I don't. I with my earlier comment, I didn't mean to to criticize anybody because we want questions. We like questions. Uh, it it helps us, among other things. You know, we may say like my earlier comment, really, but you know, if we get that question three or four times, 
uh, we may think it's patently clear, but if we get the same question three or four times, I, I usually make a note about it that apparently we need to look at it because it must not be clear. Uh, and, and there are, uh, I do also appreciate the comments from people like you say that do uh, hundreds of these because, you know, they're always thinking about things and, uh, and they're more likely to have uh, not just a question but a suggestion as to, you know, what if you said it this way because what we see in the, in the many, many, many surveys we do, we, we see this uh, consistently arising. So, you know, we, we like questions from all comers, that's for sure. And I know we had a, a conversation not too long ago with our, our cohorts over at, at ALTA, and we were talking about where we are in the, in the whole process right now. And I guess sometimes as surveyors, we don't think too much about questions coming from the other side, but they do. And yeah, I think that's something that's uh, important for us to understand is that it's not just us that have questions. Yeah, definitely. Um, in fact, I have a, I'm, I'm looking right now at a suggestion for next time uh, from an attorney. And, uh, and, and his comment that the essence was, uh, you know, it sure would help uh, residential, you know, buyers or owners, just, just your normal property owner who is not familiar with survey issues if the standards you know, required that the surveyor kind of red flag things that you know that that sort of person should uh, should be aware of, and um, you know that came from an attorney, and I and I totally understand it. It, it. it you know it concerns me a little bit when the burden gets put on the surveyor to identify things that may be wrong, and you know we can. We normally can do that, but there are things that we might not recognize or that an attorney would say, you know, that right there could be a problem and we might not not realize it. But right. but, you know, that's an example of a question or a comment coming from an attorney. I always appreciate those because it does help us understand the other perspective. And by the way, while we're talking about this, uh, we want to make sure our audience understands that. When things come along, they go on the website. And so when when people are looking for a particular thing, there may already be something on the website uh, or maybe there's something there that helps to clarify. Yeah, on, uh, on nsps.us.com under the resources tab at the top, uh, if you click on that, you have a drop down with a whole slew of great resources and one of them says standards. And if you hover over standards, it brings up several different standards that we've got. And one of them is ALTA NSPS. And if you hover over that, there are three choices. One of them is archives. And, and Kurt, as you know, we've got every prior version, all nine prior versions of the ALTA NSPS or ALTA ACSM standards on there. Uh, under the uh, ALTA NSPS standards, uh, uh, item, you find the clean version of the standards, you find a red line version, which is the one that I use mostly in my programs because it's really most instructive to help people understand actually what has changed from 2016 to 2021. And then, um, uh, and then we've got uh, that snazzy uh, PDF checkbox, uh, table A checkbox thing that somebody sent us, which is pretty slick. But then the third choice under the ALTA NSPS standards is the uh, 
FAQs. And that document is, um, I think it currently is dated April 6, but we will be adding to that on a regular basis. And I tell people, you know, before you pick up the phone or before you start typing a, an email to ask a question, you might go look on there because it's not unlikely that question has already been addressed and you can go on there. It, and it's not hard to maneuver through that document. We've got it in kind of in the same order that the standards are. There are some general comments up at the top, but then as you page down through, if there's a, if there was an FAQ on section two, then it'll be there and then section three comes next and section four, section five. So, so it's pretty easy to page through and find out if there's an answer to your question on a specific, you know, section five E Romanesque three, if there's something there, you'll find it pretty quickly. Yeah, that, that actually happened to me about a week ago. Someone had called and had a particular question. And I, while we were talking, I was scrolling my way through and boom, there it was. Yeah. So that was yeah. Great. Uh, I, I really should probably add to that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, as you know, a lot of stuff we could put in there. We've kind of put mainly the, you know, the significant things, but gosh, we could provide all kinds of guidance in there in that document. So uh, probably should I should spend a few hours and work on that. Might, I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's important for for our listeners to know that NSPS is well represented and that people rotate in and out over time. So we're always interested in hearing from people who who use these standards on a regular basis or and I don't know if regular is the right word, but but certainly use them enough to have a good feel for them uh, as we go forward looking for new committee members that either either just our internal group or with the group that uh, that sits with ALTA folks because we always need good help there and 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 our the people that that sit there now are very well informed and use the standards a lot and that helps as we're going through the process yeah you know we as you well know you and I usually get our heads together on uh, on who who we uh, want to have on that committee and we've been very fortunate over the years uh you know right now it's uh, it's you and me and Judy uh, Beal from Virginia Beach and Todd Rackstad out of Phoenix and and Paul Byrne in Vegas and uh what a great group and they they all do uh, uh frequently land title surveys and they all do different types of land title surveys, which is really helpful from the committee standpoint. You know, in the past, we've had uh, uh, Craig Amy from up in Michigan, uh, Bob Don from New England, um, uh, you know, and further back, uh, Bob Foster in Massachusetts, and of course, Mary from uh, also from Michigan. But we've had a variety of, of people on there, and it, it's been a, a pleasure. Every everybody has contributed significantly to the process, and and people who aren't on there anymore still come to the the subcommittee meetings where they still have direct input uh, into the process you know i we i think we've talked before we we have this formal committee with uh, the joint committee with the ALTA that we have membership on but then we have our NSPS subcommittee on the standards and that committee meets once or twice a year in conjunction with the NSPS meetings and, um, and and sometimes people say, well, you know, what's it take to be a member? And my response is, show up. You show up at the meeting, and you know, you're you're uh, you're a participant in uh, in that uh, committee. And as we 
get further down the process, you know, in the, in the last one or two meetings, we'll have 30 people in that in that meeting. And, uh, and early in the process, we may only have four or three or one time it was just Judy and me, but uh, but it, it's valuable input no matter no matter uh, who it is or where it is. So we always appreciate the the uh, the interest. And like you say, if someone has a particular interest in participating on the joint committee itself, uh, you know, we're interested in that. We we often get quite a few people. We all, you know, there are a very limited number of spots on there, but it's always nice to know that there are people interested and we can take note of, of who they are. Of the comments or questions, what do we want to call them? Where we stand now, what, four months out or whatever the time frame is from, when the, is there anything that struck you in particular? Um, yeah, there's one thing that we, that we did not do well and in, uh, in section 5E uh, in the field and related to the, uh, uh, you know, in, in 2016, we required that utilities be located. And, um, and but as you recall, and, and all the work we did in the last several years, we had inadvertently neglected to drag over the utility poles into section five. It was left dangling out there on table A and utility poles within 10 feet of the of the property and of course the requirement is all utility features on the property need to be located but then utility features that are within uh, outside but within five feet of the property also need to be located except if it's a utility pole which those need to be located if they're on the property or within 10 feet of the boundary outside but within 10. But the uh, the sentence that we modified to do that uh, we we didn't do uh, we didn't do well with, and, and it actually uh, does not specifically say five feet except utility poles being 10 feet. It just says 10 feet. And uh, that's one that's one there that needs attention. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think we need to do anything with it immediately, but uh, but that's that's one that we we kind of blew. And I, I actually remember the conversation. It's like, oh, just, you know, just tack that on the end. and. Uh, you know, it, it's, it ends up being a little confusing. Um, it's like anything that, else. We knew, we knew exactly what we were thinking. We, we did know exactly <laughs> what we were thinking. I don't, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, there are a lot of good suggestions uh, coming in. A, a, a number of them that I identified as I was, uh, you know, started going through these and, <clears throat> explaining the changes and you know you look at something and somebody says well you know what does that mean and I'm like well it means this and then I get looking at it and yeah well maybe we could have done better with that which is just as, as you know Kurt it's it's kind of funny because we've got you know what do we had uh, uh, you know uh, seven eight ten attorneys from ALTA and and five of us very well versed on the NSPS side in addition to the committees in addition to my email list of 300 and some people and and still you know there are things we look at you know just a couple months later and say yeah we could have done better with that it's uh, at some extent it's funny on some extent it's just kind of discouraging that all of the people looking at it and we still it didn't quite get it the, as good as we could have. Yeah, I think it really goes to the realization that 
what we're talking about now is just part of the, of the practice of surveying. You know, you, you're never going to be able to anticipate everything. Mm-hmm. And, and as is evidenced by, by what you were just talking about, um, when you're trying to create something that is all encompassing and to provide as much guidance as possible, you still learn that it isn't possible to know everything uh, or even sometimes when it seems as logical as it is to you now, when you're having the conversation, it just doesn't come through for some reason. And yeah, yeah. I guess that's yeah. that, that's the the frailties of being human, I suppose. Right, right. <laughs> I, you know, and I'm I'm looking at my list, and one of the one of the things we talk about input. I always enjoy hearing from attorneys from that other side. And uh, Kurt, you'll remember the the new item we added, which is uh, addressing easements that that do not appear in Schedule B two, uh, but that the surveyor is aware of. And, uh, and if it can't be shown that they have been uh, extinguished, then the surveyor needs to go ahead and show it or at least mention that fact because it really is kind of a liability issue that uh, we become aware of an easement. And just because it's not in Schedule B-2 does not mean it's not a valid easement because uh, you know sometimes title companies will insure over an otherwise valid easement if they think the risk is low. And I, I did have a... Uh, a comment from a lender's attorney in Connecticut who said, oh, you need to remove that item. <laughs> so, and, I, and that's my comment to surveyors. I said, lenders are not going to like this item you know, because they do not want to see stuff on that survey that's not in the title commitment. But, but it, you know, they need to recognize that it's a liability issue for us to know that there is an easement and, and to not be showing it. Uh, I think that creates liability for us. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think for the most part, people understand that. But at the same time, when you're dealing with a standard that is as detailed as this one is, I think sometimes people get the idea, well, OK, I've got to live to this particular standard. And they aren't necessarily thinking outside of that because, you know, it's not the Bible exactly. But but, yeah. but I think people do get maybe taken off a little bit under that perspective. Where in a normal circumstance, it would say, oh, yeah, I need to look at that. Well, but the standards didn't say I had to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, too. And I, that's why it's important to to get those perspectives and to have people make those uh, make those comments. Um, one thing, Kurt, that is new that you're aware of that uh, uh, that we we did not have last time we talked, and that is the HUD multifamily uh, information that uh, – uh, you know, the the background is that, of course, HUD multifamily and uh, the HUD lean 232 requirements, which are like nursing home types of properties, uh, they both reference the ALTA and SPS survey standards. But then they put, you know, of course, put their own twist and they have a few things that they need uh, in the in the past. Uh, let's see, in 2011, um, uh, lean through 232, those people came out with their new standards reflecting the 2011 standards within literally like within a month or within even less than that. It was stunning how quickly that happened in 2011. Uh, in 2016, uh, it took uh, multifamily. They got their stuff out within a couple of months. Maybe I think it came out in July 
effective in September. I never did see anything on the lean 232, although I'm sure they, they did something eventually. Uh, this time, multifamily came out uh, March 25th, just a, a month and two days after our new standards came out. They issued uh, interim instructions and uh, and their their interim instructions start off saying multifamily production will accept the new 2021 ALTA NSPS survey requirements. And, uh, and then they go on to give some guidance on transition time. And, and now these are our interim and, um, and, and Kurt, I don't know if we've had, uh, you know, uh, JB has had any luck, but uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to get an audience with HUD multifamily before they issue their final instructions, because, you know, they've, they've required uh, at least one or two items in, in their uh, interim standards that are going to increase cost on a land title survey. And I, I don't know that they actually recognize, uh, you know, what they're requiring. And so we would like to have them um, be able to talk with them about that. Uh, I, I, and one of the other things they did, as, as you know, and many people know, we eliminated the wetlands item off of table A this time. Uh, with the idea, you know, if somebody's interested in wetlands, they can negotiate that under Table A, Item 20. Well, in fact, um, uh, HUD Multifamily's very first item on their list says, yeah, we're going to negotiate wetlands under Table A, Item 20. So, um, you know, they, they obviously were reading our information and absorbing it. So that, that's an, an encouraging thing. Yeah, it's good to have that back and forth going uh, all the time, so we we can address the issues and and it's it's a living document, really. <laughs> you know, yeah. we we kind of get hung up on uh, absolutes and everything we do, but then as surveyors, we know that there are very few absolutes in the world, uh, and yeah, well, and certainly sure. routine is not necessarily a good word either, because no matter what situation you're in, you're going to find something that's unique to that particular situation. And so yeah. that's why I think it's really important to encourage people to to share their information with us, ask questions, give us information about, even if it's not a question, if it's just, hey, I ran into this and that gives us more information for the next time around. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. We, uh, we uh, love having information like that because that may turn into eventually into a, a revision in the standards or or a uh, you know recognition that there's something else we need to be addressing, or uh, you know whatever. So we, it's really important that we hear from people on this stuff. What are you hearing? You know, what was a comment that the lender's attorney made to you, and and you worked through it okay, but that but there was some concern. You know, we we need to know all that stuff. Right. And one other thing I wanted to chat about a little bit was during our last joint meeting. Of course, you. I don't know if this is new or everybody in the country already knows that that you're going to step back from being the chair of that joint committee. And during our last meeting with the LTA people, um, someone kind of stepped up and said they would be willing to do that. Um, so I, I thought maybe you could share that with people just so they get an idea, first of all, that, that there'll be a new overall chair, but that doesn't mean that you're not still there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there is a, a surveyor who works uh, 
at or works with an entity that is uh, actually part of First American Title, and um, and so he's a, a member of the the uh, title side, but he's also uh, I'm sure he's a member of the Oklahoma Society, and so he's a member of NSPS too. His name his name is Todd Diamico. And he's been involved in the standards quite some time. He uses them every day. He's uh, probably as uh, as tuned in with them as anybody. And uh, and and he is a member of NSPS. He's a member of ALTA. So he will become the new chair. I think Kelly has us listed as co-chairs right now, probably during the transition. But um, yeah, I, I joke. You know the. The, the chair prior to me was Mary Fiant, who was a surveyor and, uh, and owned a, a uh, abstract and title company in Charlevoix, Michigan. And uh, I think Mary, I, I actually, I'm not exaggerating, right? I mean, she probably retired off the committee when she was in her 90s. Probably. Uh, I, I, yeah. Probably 91, 92. Uh, that's not my plan. <laughs> <laughs> If it was, I'd be on there another 25 years. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, I've chaired it since '95, and I think that's that's long enough. So, um, so Todd stepped up, said that he would he would chair it. I think that's a really good choice because I think it's very important to be somebody who has a pretty strong connection to both sides. And um, I, I'll still be involved. I'll still be, you know, hopefully able to be on the on the joint committee, and I certainly will be uh, assisting Todd in any kind of transition. And, and continue to do programs and collect information because uh, it's always been a huge interest of mine since uh, you know 1988. So it's, it's stuff you, as you know, it, there's stuff you don't just walk away from. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, I know we try to keep these things somewhere within a half hour or so, but I, I don't know if you have any uh, parting words for our audience today in terms of outreach or. Um, Anything related to the standards, of course, as we said in the beginning, we're we're always available to take questions from people and and try to get back some sort of answer to them as soon as possible. Um, and that that won't change, obviously. No. Yeah. A couple of a couple of outreach related things. Uh, Todd and I did a, 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 a joint little seminar uh, for ALTA. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, and there were 250 some title attorneys on uh, on the call, uh, so that was uh, really important for us. Uh, also, I've got a, a friend who's a title attorney down in um, in North Carolina. Her name's Wendy Gibbons, and she actually used to be from Indiana. That's how I know her. Uh, we got invited to write an article for probate and property which is the uh, publication for the real estate section of the American Bar Association. So, um, so we have submitted that article and, uh, and it has been approved to be published. So we'll have uh, an article in, uh, in the national publication that in theory, uh, uh, real estate attorneys would be looking at, all real estate attorneys. Uh, now, and uh, I think it was in 2011. Dick Bales and I actually had a, an article published in there, uh, but that's you know that's been 10 years. And and uh, Wendy has some very good perspective from the title side, uh, so I it's a it's going to be a really good article, and uh, and that'll be good outreach for uh, probably trying to reach out to lenders and such. Um, I also uh, did was involved in a program uh, that actually that Wendy had helped set up 
with the American College of Mortgage Attorneys. Uh, and so we did a program there. So we're really trying to get out to the attorneys and help educate them as to the changes and you know, encourage them to submit things and to ask questions so that we can you know, be as uh, effective as we can in getting the word out and answering people's questions. Excellent. Well, again, thanks for joining me today. And I, I want to make sure that you're aware of how much I personally and NSPS appreciates all the years you've put into this, not saying you're going away, but it's been it's been a pleasure to have you as the, uh, the chair of this group and being involved so long. And and it's, it's comforting for our listeners and surveyors around the country to know that you're still around. You're not going to ride off into the sunset just yet. So. No, I'm not. I'm not Thank, riding off for all the effort. Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I, in theory, I thought I was retiring a year and a half ago, and uh, I'm actually uh, not for the normal reason. You know, people retire and they say, "Gosh, I'm just as busy as I was." Well, actually, what happened to me was I thought I was retiring, but I actually wasn't, <laughs> and um, and so I'm still doing everything that I was doing before I quote unquote retired. So you know, no use sending me a note saying, "How's retirement going?" because I, in fact, I say sometimes I'm a rhino, uh, R-I-N-O, retired in name only. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah. it, it's been a pleasure, Kurt, and I and I did get the uh, award that uh, I think Mark probably uh, uh, made for me and that Trish sent out. I appreciate very much that uh, that recognition for the work on the committee. Well, certainly well-deserved. So we'll be talking again, obviously, as time goes on and I'm sure we're going to have some interesting uh, questions and comments that come in that we'll probably want to discuss in the not too distant future. Uh, let's hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Kurt. You take care. Appreciate Goodbye, it. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.